Hello. From Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Encyclopedia Womanica. Today's Olympic phenom blazed a trail for generations of Olympians to come. Despite significant sexism on her way to the top, this Olympian was the first female swimmer to ever take home gold. Let's talk about Fanny Dirac. Japan and America were leaders in this field. Australia had few capable of world times. In women's swimming, the great Fanny Durack was the idol of the 20s. Sarah Frances Durack, better known as Fanny, was born on October 27, 1889 in Sydney, Australia. She was the third daughter and sixth child in a big Irish family. Her father, Thomas Durack, managed a pub in town while her mother, Mary, took care of Fanny and her siblings. Fanny was not a natural swimmer. When she was nine years old, Fanny's family went on vacation in the beachside town of Coogee, Australia. While in the ocean, Fanny found herself fighting against the waves and struggling to get comfortable in the water. Instead of retreating in fear or discomfort, Fanny made it her mission to teach herself how to swim. And she did just that. Fanny trained in and mastered the breaststroke. At the time, that was the only style of swimming that had a championship for women. When she was 17 years old, she won her first state title. As her abilities progressed, Fanny learned the trudge and stroke and the Australian crawl. With these three styles and her skill set, she dominated the Australian swimming scene. Her main competition was Mina Wiley. Mina beat Fanny in a few different events, including the 100-yard breaststroke at the Australian Swimming Championships at Rose Bay. As the 1912 Stockholm Olympic Games approached, there was discussion about whether Fanny and Mina should attend. The New South Wales Ladies Amateur Swimming Association had a rule that forbade women to compete in arenas where men were present. The association believed it was immodest for a woman to be so scantily clad in the presence of men. But Fanny and Mina's widespread success created enough public pressure that the association overturned the rule. Getting to the games was another hurdle. These were the first Olympic games where women were allowed to compete in swimming. The Australian Olympic Selection Committee was all men men who believed it was a waste of time and resources to send female athletes to compete. But after the reversal of the association's rule against women swimming in the presence of men, the selection committee conceded and said that Fanny and Mina could go to Stockholm if they were able to fund their own travel expenses. The wife of Hugh McIntosh, an Australian entrepreneur, graciously and successfully appealed to friends, family, and the public for donations for Fanny and Mina and in the end, the two were able to sail to Sweden. Once in Stockholm, Fanny and Nina faced yet more sexism. The women were only able to swim after work hours, while the men trained for 12 hours a day, six days a week. Fanny reportedly only trained half a mile a day. Additionally, during training and competition, the women had to walk around in floor-length cloaks because they were told their bathing suits were shocking and indecent. Fanny pushed back on societal standards for women at the Olympics by wearing a form-fitting, sleek swimsuit 
that did not align with the conservative woolen swimsuit that was deemed appropriate at the time. Despite this hostile environment, limited training, and a man-made saltwater pool in the Stockholm Harbor, Fanny was ready to compete. In her Olympic debut, she set a world record of 1 minute and 19.8 seconds during her qualifying heat of the 100-meter freestyle. And on July 15th, Fanny became the first female gold medalist in the history of Olympic swimming. She beat Nina by three seconds with a time of one minute and 22.2 seconds. Fanny and Mina tried to compete in the 4 by 100 meter freestyle relay, despite being just a duo. They offered to swim two legs each to make up for the lack of teammates, but officials shot down their offer and their 1912 Olympics came to a close. Although Fanny's Olympic run ended, her success and accolades did not. Between 1912 and 1918, Fanny broke 12 world records. She participated in tours around the world that showcased her talent. Fanny and Mina raced each other and demonstrated the Australian crawl, a style of swimming that made them famous. But these world tours were not without controversy. In 1918, the Amateur Swimming Union of Australia banned Fanny and Mina from swimming because they traveled to America without official approval. In 1919, while on a tour in the United States, Fanny and Mina refused to swim until their manager's expenses were paid. The Amateur Athletic Union of the United States responded by threatening to suspend their amateur status. That wasn't Fanny's only dispute in the U.S. After being beaten consecutively by Americans, Fanny intentionally limited her participation in competitions until she was able to perfect the new American crawl swimming style. In 1920, Fanny was prepared to travel as part of the Australian team to the Antwerp Olympics. But a week before they were set to leave, Fanny had an emergency appendectomy that resulted in her contracting both typhoid fever and pneumonia. She withdrew from the Olympics and officially retired from competitive swimming in early January of 1921. Later that month, on January 22nd, Fanny married horse trainer Bernard Martin Gately. The rest of her life was devoted to her marriage and to coaching young children in swimming. Fanny was made a life member of the New South Wales Women's Amateur Swimming Association in 1945. On March 20, 1956, Fanny died of cancer at the age of 66. She was inducted into the International Swimming Hall of Fame in 1967. Fanny's legacy lives on. This summer, the Tokyo Olympics will be the first time women will have a 1,500-meter freestyle event. Previously, the longest women's race was 800 meters. All month, we're talking about Olympians. For more on why we're doing what we're doing, check out our newsletter, Womanica Weekly. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Encyclopedia Womanica. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator. Talk to you tomorrow.